Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Ryan Bonaparte. And we're here with you one day earlier than normal because, of course, there is Purdue news out there in the world. We wanted to give you our first reactions. Uh, of course, we were talking about the football coaching hire, but we're going to get into that in the second half of the podcast. We're going to get into that uh, so we don't have to take a break. First, though, of course, the, the big news out of basketball. Purdue basketball receives the number one ranking in the AP poll for just the second time in school history, sitting alone atop number one, just ahead of Virginia. What a march it has been from unranked to start the season to number one overall. Just incredible, huh, Ryan? In five weeks' time only. Right. I mean, the turnaround. Whew. Fantastic. I mean, do you think it says more about the rating system itself, the rankings, that it you know, Purdue wasn't ranked and then suddenly they're number one after, as you said, just five weeks? Or is it just Purdue just really was, is that much of a surprise? Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, how dare anyone ever go against Matt Painter again? That's right. I mean, he, he just sprinkled some magical dust on this team, started two freshmen, and got them all the way up to number one in record time. So, I mean... Kudos to Coach Painter. Kudos to the incredible work of everybody on the team. Zach Eady is a National Player of the Year candidate. Two freshmen, all freshman Big Ten team players in Lawyer and Smith. And just everyone else is pulling their weight and then some. Yeah, I mean, there's everyone on this team has really, I think, played just incredible basketball. And I really don't think we've reached any sort of peak yet. For what this team can really mm-hmm. be, um, you know, Mason Gillis has been injured, uh, missed a few games. Zach Eady mm-hmm. is still showing us how much he can actually improve, you know, from year to year, which is just incredible. Um, so just again to see him play, he played, you know, 43 minutes in that overtime game against Nebraska, um, and he has just continued to be a front runner 
in every aspect, um, continue to be a name that people throw out for the Naismith. And, you know, this team has faced good teams in neutral courts. And really that Gonzaga game, as we've said before, is basically like a home game for Gonzaga and came out victorious. Mm-hmm. So with Big Ten season now, you know, they're 2-0. and It's going to be just a great, a great season, a lot of fun. And as I said in our last podcast, I hope Purdue fans just embrace this and know that with good teams, this is going to happen. Yep. I mean, it's, it's you can't avoid it. You're not going to go 40-0. and It's just you're not going to do it anymore. So ride with the wave for now. I mean, only the second time they've ever been number one. So if you're not smiling this week, are you truly invested? Right, right. So, I mean, just great news all around. Purdue next in action against Davidson in the Indy Classic. Um, There was a good uh, report that just came out um, about Fletcher Lawyer and his brother Foster, who previously was at Michigan State and is now at Davidson. Uh, They did a nice little Mm -hmm. segment on them. We retweeted it. Um, so you can take a look at that. It's going to be fun to see the two brothers playing against each other. Uh, I'm sure it'll be tough on their parents. So I think it would be certainly fun if the two lawyers could uh, meet at meet at midcourt and do the tip off. But I don't think that's very feasible when you got a guy seven foot four, Zach Eat. I don't think you're going to sit him on the sidelines for that one just just to have a fun moment. But uh, it should be it should be an interesting game. And this is you know Purdue number one now. They've got three uh, non-conference games in a row before they head back into Big Ten play. So, I mean, they could they could keep this ranking for a couple weeks here. Yeah, um, hopefully they keep it longer than they did last year. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, Rutgers um, is coming up on the schedule uh, January 2nd. Okay, I mean, if you can go into the new year at number one, there you go, three straight calendar years. At there you go, one. that's perfect, that's perfect, so... Um, so, I mean, it'll, it'll be really cool. Um, you know, they, Purdue only plays one time this week, obviously, and that is Saturday. Um, and then with the new rankings coming out on the 19th, assuming that Purdue holds serve against Davidson, you would think it'd be very difficult for them to lose the number one ranking. So that would be, that would be two weeks in a row. Um, and then they've got just, again, the next week they've only got one game and that is against New Orleans. So you would hope mm-hmm. they would be able to do that again. And then, um, Florida A&M the next week, only game, and then they play Rutgers on January 2nd, which is that Monday. So the poll would come out before that Rutgers game. So Purdue's got a chance of holding this for at least a few weeks here before a big challenging game against Rutgers. Uh, But unlike last time when Purdue was ranked number one, this one will be in Mackey Arena. Oh, okay. We're not worried. They're not going to the rack. So. Oh, I mean, it seems like we should always be worried when Purdue plays Rutgers in basketball anymore. Uh, you know, that they, is true. They have but... given Purdue fits over the last, I think, five five games. But it, it, I'd much rather play is... him, much rather play him at Mackey. That and there is no Geo Baker, mm-hmm. so that man has single handedly destroyed some Purdue games. So yeah. yeah, I think all signs point towards a better result than previous. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. So there we go. Great news coming out of basketball. Um, you know. Hopefully we can keep this ranking for a few weeks, but either way, just savor it. You know, two seasons in a row, having the number one ranking, we can move on from there. Um, As Ryan said, probably not going to go, you know, undefeated, so it's possible we lose this ranking, but we'll still be uh, fairly high ranked. We just got to, you know, keep going one game at a time. So going to take a break. Coming up next, we're going to talk about Purdue football's hire of Ryan Walters as the new head coach. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And we are back. So, Purdue football had a coaching search. The Purdue football coaching search ended today, Tuesday, December 13th, around 10.30 a.m. There was a... uh, a players meeting where they were apparently informed of who the new head coach was. And then just after that meeting, news started to leak. Uh, I believe Brett Murphy um, or McMurphy um, tweeted it out first that Purdue was hiring Ryan Walters, uh, defensive coordinator from Illinois coming over to lead Purdue, his first head coaching gig. Ryan, I wonder if you could give me a quick bio and kind of history on who Ryan Walters is. Yeah. So, Ryan Walters, uh, born in 1986, so oh. he's a young gun. He's I just, so I I put this out on Twitter. This is the first first uh, Purdue head coach in basketball or football who I am older than, and it's only by like a month and a week. But <laughs> it is it's a weird feeling. It is a weird feeling. It's a milestone of sorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, born in 1986, uh, Ryan Walters played. Uh, football collegially at Colorado from 2004 to 2008. Um, played there for four years as a safety. Then he moved on to a uh, coaching career. Um, he would co- bounce around a little bit. He'd coach at Colorado as an assistant, Arizona as a grad assistant, Oklahoma as a grad assistant. He would spend a year at North Texas, a year at Memphis, um, and then a couple seasons at Missouri, actually five seasons at Missouri. Then he was hired as the defensive coordinator under Brett Bielema at Illinois. So he spent the last two years there, and now he is here. Which is, I mean, it's, it's, Lafayette. it's quite the rise, you know, for him. Uh, 36, relatively mm-hmm. young uh, for a college football head coach. But you see it more and more in the NFL Um, all the hot young names are just seemingly, you know, it's, I'm going to sound like an old guy here, are just seemingly younger and younger. I mean, you've got McVay with the Rams as kind of the, the Mm -hmm. prototype and, and he led to a lot of young coaches being hired throughout the league. So, you know, age means less and less. It's all about, you know, who you are, what you know, and what you've shown on the field. And you and I were talking before we started recording, uh, you said you had three stats that, that mattered to you. Uh, that you think got him this job regarding his tenure at Illinois? Yeah, uh, primarily this season alone. So Illinois was pretty good on defense this year. Um, Purdue fans well know that. Um, They got the best of Illinois, luckily, this year. But as a whole, 
Illinois led the entire nation in scoring defense, allowing just 12 and a quarter point a game. Jeez. They were first in turnovers, uh, forcing 30 of them on the year in just 12 games. And they were second in the nation in total defense, allowing a little over 260 yards a game. Yeah, uh, those are good numbers. Those are good numbers. (laughs) So... I wanted to take a look because he had been at Illinois for two years, correct? Mm-hmm. So he was there for 2021 and 2022. So correct. you 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 say to yourself, well, was he? Did he come in? Was he maybe a caretaker, defensive coordinator? You know, came in after somebody who really had the team purring, and he didn't do a whole lot. Um, but mm-hmm. if you know anything about Illinois, you know that's really not the case uh, because they were they were had Lovey Smith before this, and as much as I personally love Lovey Smith. Uh, he just did not, did not get the job done. Oh, that's right. Bears fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. did not, did not get the job done at Illinois. So in 2019, Illinois had the 56th ranked defense according to football outsiders. And then if you go to 2020, which I, I will grant everyone who's going to bring this up. 2020 was a screwy year because of the COVID year, shortened mm-hmm. season, you know, all of that. But it's you know these are the numbers that we have in the years before he got to Illinois. If you look at uh, the 2020 season, Illinois was ranked 103rd uh, in mm. defense. So you go from 103rd, and then in just two years you take them to the number one or number two, depending on what which stat you're looking at. That's one hell of a rise, you know. And mm-hmm. you got you got to give credit to the defensive coordinator in that job. So, I mean, kudos to him. You love to see those numbers. Yeah, and you see it in his recruiting. Some of the players he's brought in and then some of the players he's elevated that were holdovers from the Lovey Smith days. Like, I know Devin Witherspoon is being touted as one of the top defensive backs in the entire country. And then he elevated Sidney Brown's game um, as a safety to where he looked just unstoppable. I think he finished the season with like two or three interceptions during the last game of the season. So um, he's definitely put his stamp on the defense. And I think you can go past um, saying that it was just a Brett Bielema defense. I mean, it was clear that Coach Walters made an impact. His guys really like him. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a good hire to me just because he's going to be that young, energetic coach that's really good at recruiting. That can never be overlooked. Yeah, yeah. Hire. Yeah, so I, I think one thing you can always look for is when you hire a coach away from a team, what are the fans of that team saying? And the fans of mm-hmm. Illinois were not happy that he left. Um, they wanted him to stay. They thought of him very highly and, and think of him very highly. So when you can take a coach from another team who is upset that that coach leaves, you got to feel pretty happy about that decision. Um, you know, no, no coaching hire is perfect. Um, you know, we talked about this in our group chat. Some people who are big names come into new jobs and flop. Some people who you've never mm-hmm. heard of and you might be disappointed come in and blow you away. I mean, retreads can right. do great. Retreads can do bad. Hot new coaching prospects can can you know truly earn that and do great at a new job. They can flop at a new job. None of us really know. And I think anybody who's judging this hire because they don't recognize his name right away or they think, 
oh, Purdue should have, you know, pulled the guy from Kansas State, I think they're not really truly looking at the hire as a whole. Right. It's it's funny when you see the Illinois fans on Twitter finally go full circle that they realize it was sort of Illinois' fault that Ryan Walters is now at Purdue. Right, because it's the whole circle. Exactly. So it's funny to see that realization just slowly come over their face. But, I mean, in this scenario, like you said, you don't know if it's going to be a home run hire. I mean, I think the most prominent example, well, as a Purdue fan, you have your Daryl Hazels, who's your hotshot coach, and flops. And then if you go down south a little bit, you have your Dabo Swinney's, who not many people were happy about, and look what he's done for Clemson. Yeah, I mean... So, it can definitely... The door swings both ways. Yeah, I mean, Drew wrote an article to that effect on the site regarding, you know, Dabo's hiring. And, I mean, in Purdue's Mm -hmm. recent memory, I mean, I think most Purdue fans, I mean, unless you're going back to, like, um, you know, Coletto or, you know, even before Coletto, Coletto was really the first Purdue coach that I can even remember... Um, and you know, I remember when Joe Tiller was hired, but I was young enough that I wasn't following anything about it. Um, so the Danny Hope hire, I think most people were underwhelmed, uh, with that because they were doing the coach and waiting thing. And it was, it was almost Paul Christ. And then it wasn't because he didn't want to do the coach and waiting. And a lot of people wanted it to be Brock's back and it wasn't. So I, I think most people were kind of underwhelmed with the Danny Hope hire, uh, turned out mm-hmm. to be an underwhelming hire. Um, Daryl Hazel, as you said, I think most people, um, probably thought he was a good hire. He was the, the big name out of, uh, Kent state had a, I think a nine win season. And, you know, he was looked at as a, as a really good hire of good up and comer head coaching experience. And we know that that didn't work out. Uh, Jeff Brom comes in next. He comes from Western Kentucky and it's one of those, okay, he's had some success there. Uh, really big family name in Louisville, so maybe this is going to be a good hire. Uh, known for a good mm-hmm. offense, but his defense has struggled, and that's pretty much exactly what we got. Um, you know, a, a good offense with a defense that really struggled from time to time. So you just you never know. Pundits are right and pundits are wrong. Um, and I mentioned this on I think the podcast two times ago, uh, and it is it was Tom Fornelli who every time a coach gets hired. He just says, so-and-so is an excellent hire. I have no idea if it will work. And, I mean, there's really nothing else you can say. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, so we, we don't know a whole lot about what he's going to do, coaching staff-wise, who he's going to bring in. Um, we do know Mark Hagan has uh, – it, it was announced that Mark Hagan will be leaving and going to Louisville with Jeff Brom. So that one hurts. Um, but what after do you – After the bowl game. Yeah, after the bowl game. That's a whole other – I mean, now we've got Brom, Brian Brom and Mark Hagan char- in charge of the offense and the defense for the bowl game. Neither will be on staff afterwards, and are b- and both are going to Louisville. I mean, how is this going to work? Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah. Well, Andrew Brees will be a quarterback coach. Uh, Just well, we don't know his exact every name you can. Yeah, we don't know his exact <laughs> role yet, but Alan Karpik from Golden Black reported that Drew Brees will have a role in the bowl game uh, on the coaching staff. I have no idea what that means. Let him call the plays. I don't even know. I mean, th- this bowl game is just getting out of hand. As my sophomore English teacher would always say, this is just a fluster clock. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> exactly. Can't say it the other way around. That's right. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know what's going on with this bowl game. Uh, if if I'm, 
you know, if I'm Ryan Walters, I'm staying away from coaching in this bowl game. I do not want this to be mm-hmm. the first game I have on my resume as a head coach. Um, and I, I don't think most people expect him to coach. I mean, that's not generally how these things work. Um, but he has got a lot on his plate right now because National Signing Day, is, early signing day, is a week, is about, what, an eight days away. Mm-hmm. Uh, or no, six, day, six days away because it's on the 19th. Yeah, next Monday. Um, then he's got to shore up the current recruiting class. He's got to make sure none of the other players leave. Uh, he's got to recruit his own coaching staff. And he's got to go into the transfer portal and find out what this team needs and go after it. It is going to be a long, hard few months for this guy. And I, I hope he's up for it because this is going to be mm-hmm. the, probably the hardest time he's, he's going to have for a little while here at Purdue. Absolutely. Luckily, he did make a splash today. Yes, yes. Tell us about that. Yeah. So he walked in, greeted the team that is still there, and instantly pulled rank and said, Devin Mockaby, you now have a scholarship. And yeah. it was a fantastic moment. I know it was retweeted on the Twitter. So go ahead and check that out. It's You knew it was coming, but day one, uh, Ryan Walters really knew how to win over the team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is, it's one of those things you you have to assume that Purdue Simply didn't have the scholarship room to offer or to give Maccabee one this year. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, maybe it's with opt-outs, maybe it's with transfers or whatever, but the fact that Walters just immediately is like, yeah, you're on scholarship now, it does make you wonder why Braum didn't do that. Right. Um, but, you know, I don't, I'm not privy to the behind-the-scenes and the numbers, so what do I know? Um, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you, you see, if you, if you follow the saga on Twitter – I saw a couple complaints about this hire that I want to address and have you kind of uh, say why they aren't that big of a. One of the things, okay. one of the things was, well, this guy has has uh, now has to go out. He doesn't really know about offense. He's got to hire a you know killer offensive coordinator, and I mean that's going to be the same problem with any hire. I mean, I, I don't understand right. that one. Do you? No, because most coaches you're either an offensive or a defensive minded coach so you're going to favor one or the other i think it's easier to pull an offense together and draw up some fun plays than it is to be an offensive minded coach and then draw up some schemes for defense so i think that or i hope that um when mike bobinski brought uh Ryan Walters on, he basically said, okay, now we're going to give you just a lump of a lump of cash and you can go get whatever offensive coordinator you want. Yeah. That's my hope. Yeah. Mine too. So at the end of the day, if you have an offensive coordinator run the offense and Ryan Walters runs the defense and the team as a whole, that's how you win football games. So it, it it's the process. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting too, because someone pointed out, that um, you know, Joe Tiller was obviously known for his offense at Purdue. Uh, he had some pretty mm-hmm. darn good defenses too, especially around 2002. Um, a lot of a lot of guys in the NFL um, on, from his teams were on the defensive side of the ball. But you know, when he was previously at Purdue back in '83 to '86, he was a defensive line coach. You know, so being on one side of the ball doesn't mean you don't have knowledge or, you know, strong opinions about the other side. Um, 
Right. Tiller had been on both offense and defense, but spent his previous time at Purdue, as I said, on the defensive side of the ball. Comes in after being a head coach at Wyoming and immediately, you know, is known for offense. So being known for one thing doesn't mean that's the only thing that you can do. Um, and as you said, we don't know if Bobinski has increased the uh, salary pool for assistant coaches and coordinators, but I would assume that he has. Um, I believe it was around four and a half million for uh, Jeff Brom this most recent season. I wouldn't be surprised if that goes up to five million or so. Um, the folks over at a couple of the Illinois blogs seemed to think that um, a couple of the Illinois assistants would maybe go with Walters, uh, especially those mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball who he's worked with before. So uh, be on the lookout for those names. I would imagine some some coaching names would probably come out pretty fast. Um, now, a- another complaint that I saw uh, was, of course, that he never he's not been a head coach before. And while that's true... You know, he's been basically the head coach of a of a, the defense. You know, he's the defensive coordinator, run right. the defense, and while yes, you learn certain things being the head coach. To me, it's not something that is entirely disqualifying. Do you agree or disagree? Oh, I completely agree because how else are you going to get head coaches right. that don't <laughs> come from coordinators at some point? Now, I understand you want to have the home run like. If you want the home run hit, the grand slam, where it's a head coach, he comes into this, and he picks up right where he left off, that doesn't happen anymore. I know we were talking in the uh, group chat about like when the last time a coach left a Power 5 uh, opponent and after winning a championship and came to a Big Ten school, it hasn't happened since like 1951. Yeah, it's been this a while. This just doesn't happen. You have to either get a smaller school's head coach or a bigger school's coordinator. It's, it's how it works. Mm-hmm. It's how you play the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even for for big name schools, that's how it works. I mean, mm-hmm. if if there are maybe a few exceptions, you know, should should Nick Saban decide at the end of the year, this is it for me. I'm done. I'm going to retire. Yes, I would imagine that Alabama would be able to pluck just about anybody they wanted but that's the Mm -hmm. exception that is not the rule in college athletics yeah i mean think about brian kelly's replacement he was a coordinator yeah yeah and that's notre dame folks they kind of care about football over there Mm -hmm. so i if you have a coach that is all in on the players it doesn't matter if he was a head coach previously yeah yeah i mean so Purdue football has been kind of tweeting out in like dribs and drabs, like little videos. Uh, mm-hmm. He had a, like a he had an uh, intro video saying, you know, Boiler Nation, I'm coming. Then they showed a video of him getting off the plane. Then um, just before we started recording, they did the video of uh, Maccabee getting a scholarship. So I would imagine you can kind of uh, keep an eye on their feed, and they'll continue kind of feeding us content. Um, about mm-hmm. our new head coach here, and I think it's going to be pretty interesting because, man, it's uh, it's just it's a situation that Purdue fans haven't been in in a while where we lose a coach, you know, not voluntarily. Um, so we're we're right. all new to this, really. <laughs> yeah, we are new to heartbreak. It it happens. Yeah, we but... and we don't love it. We don't love it. But you yeah. know, I'm ready to love again. As we all are, <laughs> as long as. Ryan Walters will not be our rebound guy. He will be our mainstay. 
we're going to speak it into ex- existence. Yeah. Yeah, and as you said, mm-hmm. uh, he played at Colorado. So Colorado mm-hmm. just hired themselves a, a new head coach who you might have heard of, uh, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime as he apparently goes goes by now. Uh, so he mm-hmm. may be there quite a while. So I'm not sure if we have a, a Jeff Brom to Louisville situation. So uh, <laughs> hopefully that's hopefully that's in the rear view. But um, I mean, overall, Ryan, what do you think of the Ryan Walters hire on first glance? You know, before we know anything else. On first glance, I like the hire. Now, I mean, obviously, I feel like I was going to say that no matter who it was. Yeah, I think me too. Um, I think me too. I mean, that's just how it is. But I do like how he is, like I said, he's young, he's energetic, he has good relationships with with the players. He's He's not the old curmudgeon head coach. And sometimes that works, but I just don't like that kind of head coach. So I like the way that he can pull this program together. He's seemingly already done it with one day of work. So we'll see how he continues to build. And then the next big step for him is obviously assemble your team, assemble your Avengers and your (laughs) offensive coordinator and all of your assists. Get you a Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could use a Hulk, Uh, a good offensive coordinator Hulk. That'd be fun. Um, So, you know, as we were as we were recording and as we were talking, uh, some re- other other reactions from from players on the team, from recruits, have been coming in. And one mm-hmm. that I thought was notable that everybody was worried about was um, Brady Allen. He tweeted about mm-hmm. to have some fun, I believe. Yeah, about to have some fun yeah. and tagged Coach Walters and Boiler Football. So I know he was one that a lot of folks were worried was going to leave uh, when Jeff Brom left. They thought Brom was going to kind of put on a full-court press to get him to join him at Louisville. And, you know, that could still happen. This is nothing, you know, a tweet is not uh, a contract. A tweet is not set in stone. But to have him tweeting enthusiastically about the hire uh, seems like a good sign for the quarterback that most people think uh, could be the leader in the clubhouse for the starting position next year. Yep, and it's a little funny to me that the majority of the players that left and went to Louisville so far were defensive players. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of has worked out strange. I think, so, I think all, I mean, all three of the decommits uh, have been on defense maybe. And the mm-hmm. two who've gone to Louisville have both been on D for sure. Right. And some of that might just be because they might've been Mark Hagan's guys. Yeah. Yeah. That could so, be too. Which makes sense. So you almost start to wonder, okay, are, is Ryan Walters going to start pulling in some players as well? Yeah, that's what you wonder. I mean, I don't know which players you know that Illinois has committed to them were his recruits. If there's anybody right. he's going to be calling up now that he's a Purdue employee and be like, hey, so you know all those great <laughs> things I said we could do together at Illinois? Why don't you just come one state over and you can do it in Indiana at Purdue with me? Um, you have to think, I mean – the guy's cell phone is just going to be burning up his hand. That thing is going to be plugged in constantly because he's, like I said, oh, yeah. he, he's got to be calling current players who, you know, he can't get a face-to-face with. Maybe they're, you know, off campus for a minute, whatever. Um, he's going to be calling mm-hmm. everybody who's committed. He's going to be calling to get new coaches to come in. He's going to be calling folks in the transfer portal. Um, and this is this is kind of his proving ground right now. I mean, he's mm-hmm. getting thrown directly, directly into the wolves. So 
we're going to oh, see sure. a lot in these coming weeks. And I'm really excited for it. You know, it's a, it's a different energy for the program. Um, as you said, you know, he seems to be much more of a, a player's coach, um, mm-hmm. much different interview and press conference guy, um, as Drew pointed out in his article uh, than Brom is. You know, I think I, I want to read exactly what uh, Drew said, but I'm, I'm trying to pull it up. But he said basically anytime you saw Jeff Brom at a pe- press conference, you got the feeling that he would prefer to be anywhere else in the world. Uh, whereas, <laughs> right. whereas that's not what you get when you see an interview uh, with new head coach uh, Ryan Walters. Uh, he looks like he mm-hmm. really enjoys that aspect of the job, whereas for Brom it seemed like he, he almost took the uh, I'm just here so I don't get fined route. <laughs> so uh, that could right. provide a different energy around the program, and that, that would be good too. You know, not Not better, not worse, but – just different, and sometimes that's what you need. Right. First interview question with Ryan Walters: What year is what year is your car model? Oh, yes. <laughs> and how long have you had it? Exactly. It's got to be 2012 or newer. Yeah, I would hope. I would hope. So. Uh, I wonder well, when we when we see the details of his contract. I want to see if there's a car allowance in there, like Brom got. Uh, you know, does he also get tickets to volleyball? What what are it? I know this is, you know, start out as a joke, but I actually do enjoy seeing the little clauses that they get in these contracts. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you're like, I wonder why they wanted that. Like, um, you see it in, right. in, in Brahms, it was like he got four tickets to volleyball. He got like 20 tickets to football um, and everything. Like, I know you got friends and family to take care of, but uh, you just wonder how, how you quibble for They offered 15 tickets, but I'm not taking anything less than 20. Um, just, just the interesting back and forth there. So we don't know anything, um, money wise about what, uh, coach Walters is getting paid yet. Uh, don't Mm -hmm. know total length of the contract. Don't know any of those details yet. We'll keep an eye out and, uh, report that when we have it. But those generally for the official contracts at Purdue, Purdue has been notoriously slow, uh, to get those out. (laughs) So we may not Mm -hmm. know that for a little while, but. Um, hopefully news comes out about what that is and about what that assistant pool is because, Ryan, to your point, that's going to be incredibly important. So um, is there anything else you want to mention about Walters? If not, I've got one more question for you. Um, No, not too much else. I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, yeah, I am too. Um, you know, it's Again, it's a situation Purdue fans haven't been in a lot recently where we lose a coach. Not you know by choice. Tiller, of course, mm-hmm. you know retired. Hope Hazel were fired, and then you know we have Brom leave. So this is really the first one of those that we weren't prepared right. for. Um, you know, retirement is always different, but we knew that before that and started, so we knew what was going to mm-hmm. happen. Um, so I, I'm excited to see where it goes. I really, obviously, we all hope he succeeds. We're all rooting for him. Um, but my question mm-hmm. for you, um. What do you think of all the things he needs to do? What is his? What should his number one priority be? Oof. Yeah, number one priority, I kind of alluded to it earlier. It's get your assistants and get your staff together so that you can divvy it up, go recruit, and get the ball moving. Yeah, yeah, I think I have to agree. Um, because rather than trying to stretch yourself so, so thin, if you get guys in there that you trust uh, as soon as possible, then you can kind of, to your point earlier, send out your Avenger to say, okay, you're going mm-hmm. over here, you're going over here, you're going over here. Um, you know, we got right. two weeks, let's hit the ground running, let's do it hard and fast. So I, I think I agree. We'll be interested to see who he brings on. Um, 
and mm-hmm. and let's build this staff. You know, let's let's look toward uh, 2023 first uh, football season with head coach Ryan Walters. Boiler up, folks, and hammer down.